0: where we discuss strategies, advice, and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host for today. Today, we welcome Cynthia Siemens. Cynthia is Communications Director for HireVue, a leader in video interviewing and AI-driven video and game-based assessments. Using video interviews in the hiring process has been around for over 15 years. HireVue itself was founded in 2004, but the use of video interviewing has exploded in recent years and now is the cornerstone of most interview processes given the COVID crisis. Now, given that, many relaunchers have never had a video interview before. Today, we want to break down the mystery of video interviews from the candidate side and also hear about the different ways employers are using video interviews and HireVue products and services in their recruiting efforts.
1: Cynthia, welcome to 321i Relaunch. I'm very happy to be here, Carol. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, it's great to have you. And before we get going and talk about view and video interviewing, I wanted to start with your personal story and any advice you have for our audience, because you yourself uh, had some career transitions, and I want to zone in on the level Um, coming back at a lower level than what you left, and also the time it took to work back up to the level you were at uh, before you uh, began your career transition. Can you just give us a little bit of background?
1: Sure, I'm happy to. So I had been working in the software industry for um, about 10 years at the time I um, took time off from full-time work in 2000 to raise my daughter. And during that time, I was literally drafting email newsletters for Sony Pictures Entertainment the week before and the week after I delivered her. (laughs) So, wow. Yeah, I definitely kept working, but only in a contract and part-time capacity. And then in 2010, there was a big change in our family. And so I did need to return to full-time work. So that was of necessity. And what I found at that time was, you know, I had left um, at a director level 10 years before And I found that I could easily get a job at a technology company in Southern California, but not at the director level. So I had previously been a director of creative services, but the best thing available that didn't require a long commute was a senior copywriter position at a a nearby software company. So I would say, um, you know, it really was about five years before I worked my way back up to director. Mm,
0: But you went in and you went ahead and took that role and, and, and got in the door.
1: That's right. And it was in a domain area that was new to me. It was I've worked for software companies, but not for software companies that did digital forensics, And I found that very, very interesting. And so that kept my uh, interest and allowed me to spend some time uh, developing some new skills and knowledge and and then planning how I was going to get back up to director.
0: Ah. D- did you transition to a new career area um, after this first role or? It sounds like you transitioned in the first role, and then did you transition again in your next role?
1: Actually, most of it came in that role. I was at this software company for uh, three and a half years, and um, I had, uh, you know, essentially been working very hard as a as senior copywriter and doing all of the writing and essentially being the editor-in-chief for a company that was led by uh, engineers and lawyers, it was <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. law enforcement and law. Yeah, legal, very legal product. So I learned a lot about that, but I kept asking for more work. And during that time, my manager was uh, praising the work and promising a promotion, but nothing really happened until I came to the notice of the interim CEO. And, and I started doing more and more. I decided that es- essentially beyond copywriting, I really loved and had a proclivity for public relations, that kind of corporate communications work. So I started mm-hmm. doing more and more of that, taking extra projects. And I decided I wanted to focus there instead of just writing about the product. About I liked writing about issues. So the best thing I did was to create my own high-level project that could help me develop the skills I needed to attain while relying on my best skill that I really brought to the project writing. So I did a couple of projects like this that involved executives, and ended up being double promoted within a single six month period at the end of all of that.
0: Wow. So these projects, did you think of them and present them and get them approved? Or how did they happen? How did you think of them?
1: It was a mix of things, really. I had, you know, the opportunity to, you know, sort of volunteer for one of them. And then I started thinking of more that I could do. And in my area of work, very often you need to uh, create speaking platforms for executives and things like that. And I had previously just been copywriting and editing about the product But at this time, once it was seen that I could do some corporate communications type writing, I started saying, you know, it would really be good if our CEO could have a a byline in a publication that talks about cybersecurity and not just the law and digital. So I would go out and I would research and I would outline and I would work with Mm -hmm. that executive to get uh, approval and they would put their own stamp on it and then they would get their name in print. It was very good for them, very good for the company and very good for me.
0: Mm. That's so interesting. Well, I hope everyone in the audience is taking notes, not not only about the whole question of level, but once you're inside the the uh, company, how you can help maneuver uh, where you head next. And Cynthia, you've been at Higher View for almost three years now, right? That's right. Okay, so I'm very interested in focusing on this whole topic of video interviewing and I want to know if you can start by explaining what a video interview is and how it works and how employers use them uh, because remember, you're talking to an audience of people who may never have done one before.
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. So there are a lot of misconceptions about what video interviews are. So this is a great opportunity. The basic video interview, which, as you noted, Carol, uh, was first uh, launched in 2004, is, and this is what is used by the vast majority of companies worldwide, is just a recorded first stage interview that essentially replaces a screening phone call with a recruiter. So, you know, those 20-minute phone calls they do just to make sure you can talk on the phone and you're a real person and you really are represented by your resume. That's what the the basic pre-recorded video interview is for. It's a way of offering additional information to employers at that first screening stage. And we have a number of customers at HireVue, including one in Kansas City, Children's Mercy Hospital, that offer what we call an intro view, like an introduction, as part of the application process. And that gives their job applicants a chance to tell their stories however they want, the highlights and the strengths they would bring to a position, their passion for working with children in a hospital in a way that can, that's better than can be done on paper or by filling out an application form. So that's another way. There, there are some that are structured. They give you three to five questions, and they directly relate to the job. And sometimes there's simply an opportunity for you to present yourself and tell your story. So it it really depends on HireVue's customer company. We have about 700 around the world as to how all the options in the product and the technology are implemented. But the most typical use and the most typical thing that that I relaunch uh, job seekers would would encounter is that you would apply for a job, you receive an email invitation to take a HireVue interview. And then you'd be offered a little introduction to the company. Sometimes the questions are asked by people at the company you're applying to on video and they present themselves. And that's a nice way to get to know the company. And then there's usually a set of three to four, sometimes three to five questions about you and how you would be a fit for the job. So um, I know you're interested in whether people can practice those of us who are new to video interviewing and i had to do this myself 3 years ago you know i would even yeah, though, yeah even though i was recruited to hireview i still they asked me to do on demand uh, interview questions on my own time over the weekend that they watched the hiring team watched the ceo watched etc so um you know many of them customers of hireview do have a practice question that does not get passed along for review it's simply a way for you to Get used to using the the buttons and to get used to seeing yourself on screen and to just get used to to all of the controls. And so we're actually about to announce at HireVue a practice room feature for universities. Mm -hmm. Aside from any job you may be applying to specifically, young people like my own daughter who are in university, as they get ready to graduate, they have to get used to taking interviews like this because they're becoming more and more common, as you pointed out, Carol. So not only will universities have a practice room for, for uh, graduating students, but for those of us who are just in the workforce or ready to get back in the workforce, we'll have one on our website before long. That's free of charge. It's simply a place to come get used to the product. And the recordings are not saved. They're deleted. They're not for use, uh, you know, for training or anything like that. They're just for you. Wow. Yeah, that's the typical way they're used is uh, just a, a first step. And then most people go on who who make that first cut will go on to talk to people in the interview process.
0: Okay, so I'm very excited to hear this announcement and you know of course the first thing that comes to mind when you say universities will have the practice room available for current students is whether their alumni career services offices will also be using it but um, yes regardless you're saying that um, on the higher view site itself, you're going to have the practice room and I just think that is fantastic and that will be a resource that we will be wanting to let our community know about.
1: Absolutely. It will be available at career centers on at free it's available for those the university career centers and those guidance counselors and then it, it will also be available on our website.
0: Okay, that's that's wonderful. Now, I just want to ask you a couple of questions. So, um you get this invitation, you click on um, they, they have some recorded something that says, hi, we're from company X. Um, we want you to answer the following four questions. Now we're going to give you a practice question. That's not going to count. And you can push the practice button or something. And you do, you, you try that question answer, and then you press start or whatever, and it starts to record while you're answering the questions. Is, is that a version of what could happen on, on a, from a particular company.
1: Yes, it's typical, and, and typically there wouldn't be any kind of countdown to the first question until you indicated you were ready for that countdown. So let's say you know some of our major financial services firms; these are companies everybody knows, based in New York, and you know they're global companies. Those folks do uh, use a lot of higher view interviews, and they many of them, if you look for them, will have a set of tips for taking higher interviews on their websites that are very custom to what they do. One of them that I looked up that's based in New York, one of those companies notes that you can take the practice question as many times as you like. Mm. Typically, once you say, I'm ready to start the interview and you click that button, you're given about 30 second countdown literally clear your throat, straighten your the top of your shirt, uh, and and uh, get ready to go before you need to answer. And then questions, the amount of time uh, that, that you can take to answer the questions, usually between 90 seconds and three minutes at some of our customers. Uh, some of them go unlimited. Some of them allow you to restart. It really depends on what they have found is best for, for their processes. But it is very, very common to have between 90 seconds and three minutes to answer and plenty of time to prepare yourself.
0: I see. So you're saying that you don't necessarily, they don't send the questions to you or put put them on the page ahead of time. You're answering them on the spot once you see them on the screen.
1: Typically, there is a question on screen that is either written, so you're reading it, or there is a video question. And that's what happened to me when I took my pre-recorded get to know you interview, is there's a person who might be a hiring manager, might be your, your manager, who's actually saying. Tell us about a time when you, and then the question goes on, and then you answer and you respond by video. And we find a lot of our customers use that, and it's a great way to get to know the people at the company.
0: Okay, so you're, but those are all pre-recorded, right? You're, you're not in a live interaction um, with, with the manager when they're asking that question.
1: Not for these on-demand uh, pre-recorded interviews. There are other uh, capabilities in HireVue that are in real time and live, but the most common way. Uh, to take a higher view interview is these pre-recorded interview questions, and then you answer and record your your response.
0: Okay, so um, that's like the screening kind of an interview, and so some of them are twenty minutes, and they have these questions, and they fire them at you, and then you um, answer them, you know, one after the other. And others, you said, are more open-ended, and they say we want you to introduce yourself and tell us something about yourself, and And I'm guessing there's, did you say there was a time limit for those, but it's just more open-ended?
1: Yes. Um, And and the time limit can vary. That's really up to each of the companies that uses our product, but it's very typical that it's between two and three minutes.
0: Okay. Got it. And, and, And it's typical, well, you say it varies. Some of them will let you do it over or are most of them, it's just a one and done kind of thing.
1: I, I don't know the exact percentage, but I would say that the vast majority of them allow you to redo questions. And there are also accommodations that are offered for people with um, certain disabilities as well. There are various places at which you can request an accommodation, but sometimes you need more time to answer a question. And and that is a feature that is offered to our customers in the software so that you can say, hey, I'd like to do that again. I need more time.
0: Okay. Very helpful. I'm just thinking about and envisioning this practice room really allowing people to try out what we're talking about here for themselves and and get this direct experience doing it. So that's going to be an an excellent feature. What is your recommendation um, for Prep, obviously, if you have a practice room, that's going to be a big piece. If you've never had a video interview before, should you be like recording yourself on your phone or, you know, having some sort of video interview experience with, you know, any other friend or person who works who does hiring?
1: You know, that's a very good idea. I mean, most often what we talk about when people ask, how do I prepare for an interview like this? Beyond just making sure that you're in a, a quiet, well lit room, with the light facing you and not behind you, so the camera can, can see you. Beyond that, you prepare for a video interview very much as you would prepare for an in-person interview. The, the, the heaviest weight of what we uh you know recommend is to actually just really read the job description. You know, go out and take some notes. I have never heard of a recruiter who you know scored a, a video interview at a lower grade just because someone looked at some notes. That's expected. So I highly recommend that if you have a sense of the kinds of questions that would be asked, and and I can give examples, uh, that that you have a couple of bullet points ready just so that you can feel at home. However, Carol, I love your idea of, you know, practice on your cell phone, record yourself. Uh, The other idea would be if you're not familiar with video conferencing, the real time live, you know, features and capabilities in Zoom and Skype, for example, do that. Have a Zoom call, have a free Skype call with uh, you know with a family member, and just get used to being on screen and you know pressing the various buttons. So, I'm um, making sure you're centered in the webcam. It's very much like an in-person
0: interview. Yes, well, I have to say that you know COVID has probably given people the uh, endless practice in uh, Zoom and being on video more than they might have ever had in the past. One of the byproducts of of our our new world. Okay, so that, that's really interesting. Can you um, give us a, a few examples of, of questions
1: that people get asked? I'd be happy to. So the questions that are asked may include some that HireVue provides that are recommended for certain types of positions. And then there would be some that would be custom to the customer. And that makes to our customer organization at which you're applying for a job. And that makes sense. They have their own special needs and practices and processes in some cases. But a very common one, because teamwork is a competency that very often, you know, it is, in, it is in a wide uh, range of, of job requirements for a wide range of jobs. The question might be, tell me about a time you worked on a team. Um, there might be a question, talk about a time in a group setting where you took a leadership role. Now, if you were applying for a job at JPMorgan Chase or uh, another financial services firm, there could be a question like, if you were trying to get a new customer's business by phone and the customer rejected your offer, how would you respond? Mm. Situational questions, yeah. Here's one, a real one that gets used for a sales rep. Uh, Imagine you're assisting a customer who has been in the store three times to look at the same product. How do you adjust your approach or interaction with a customer to encourage a sale? Mm -hmm. So these are very competency-focused questions. Now, someone who is applying for a software engineer job is not going to get the last couple of questions, right? They're very job role-specific. And that's because typically these structured interview questions are designed to, to, A, make sure that everybody who applies for the job answers exactly the same questions, and they are designed by these psychologists based on a job analysis. So they're they're relevant to what you would be doing in in the work. So there's one other one um, that could be used in a number of jobs these days. Think about a time when you needed to learn new technology or acquire technical skills in order to meet the demands of your job or project. Please describe the situation, mm-hmm. your actions, and the outcome. This is very common where problem-oriented question would say, talk about the challenge, talk about what you did, and talk about how it turned out. So those are the kinds of notes that are great to have on hand. And again, I've never heard of a recruiter, uh, you know, docking a couple of points because you looked at notes. They expect you to have them.
0: That is excellent, uh, excellent material for for all of our listeners. Thank you so much. But your comment about organizational psychologists creating these questions makes me wonder, does the Higher view software measure anything else, like your voice modularity or where your eyes are looking at the screen or anything else about your video interviewing, or is it simply recording the interview?
1: Well, Carol, most Higher view video interviews on a given day, four out of five interviews that are being taken around the world are just recordings. They're just recordings that sit in a dashboard that's useful for recruiters so they can scroll through various candidates, see how people scored the video interviews, et cetera. It's like a sharing framework and a way for them to track people and their resumes and their video interviews. There is no algorithm or assessment involved by technology in four out of five interviews at any second of the day. So when there is an algorithmic assessment, you would be told. That would be a part of text that you would see before you took the test. But the reassuring thing, and, and I learned all about assessments when I came to hire you years ago, the reassuring mm-hmm. thing is that it's not looking at anything that isn't relevant to the job. And it's not relevant to a job that you look at a particular part of the screen. For right. the rare customer facing job, if you were answering a role playing question on video, let's say for a flight attendant, and we do have a major airline. Um, that uses a flight attendant assessment that was added to the video interview questions. So one of the questions is, you know, watch this video of an angry passenger on your plane. How would you respond to this customer? And, and the, the flight attendant candidates have to actually act it out on webcam. This is very uncommon. Mm. This is not an important part of most jobs. So, this is a very atypical kind of question. But for a customer facing job role, an in person customer facing job role, it might be seen whether in a role playing response you're smiling and uh, showing some kind of empathy. Again, that's extremely rare. And that's only in the one out of five interviews being done that isn't just a recording. Mm -hmm. So, it's all based on psychologists' analysis of the role and what is critical to success in the role. And if you're a software engineer, it really doesn't matter how you're responding, <laughs> except in team, right. right? Except in teamwork, you know, we would expect you to be polite, right? But beyond that, there's the algorithm Algorithm isn't looking for, uh, you know, facial always-
0: Got it. All right, before we switch to some questions about the employer side, a couple more questions for you. One is, do some people record their view interview on their phones, or do you highly recommend that they use their computers?
1: I highly recommend that people use whatever they're the most comfortable with and in a setting in which they can be the most comfortable. If they're most comfortable, you know, in the den on an iPad because they can shut the doors and it's the quietest spot in the house. That's what I recommend. Um, But I would recommend definitely practicing and doing a Zoom call with somebody and making sure your friend or your family member can see and hear you. But beyond lighting, uh, yes, people do use their phones. I think. it, there was some uh, study that we did, and I think it's something like one out of three is done on a phone or a mobile device.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, now, you know, we we do a lot of work with uh, Wall Street and financial services companies and in and a, a whole range of other industries too. And many of the companies we work with use HireVue for the initial screen, and then uh, they continue their recruiting process in person. But now with COVID, the relauncher, programs and of course, as you know, people who are hired who don't take career break, people are being hired now and onboarded completely virtually, never having met in person anyone else in the company. So I'm guessing that the, you know, the candidates are being taken all the way through the hiring process virtually. How else is HireView used beyond that the first screen?
1: Sure. So you know, most of us are familiar with the pre-recorded interviews we've talked about. That's called HireVue On Demand. But a, a number of our customers also use HireVue Live. And we had a customer, British Petroleum, that began using live in addition to the pre-recorded on-demand interviews after Hurricane Harvey. Mm-hmm. So HireVue mm-hmm. Live is, is another part of our platform that lets you take an interview live and person to person, similar to the way that you could on Zoom or Skype but it also has a lot of other features for the hiring team. So they can track your entire interview process from step one until the end, and then they can record their own thoughts following the, the interview just as they would take notes in person. So the vast majority of our customers use pre pre-recorded interviews just as that first step, and then they send the finalists for the position onto one, to, you know, person-to-person interviews. As you say, Carol, that's typically, you know, done online now, those person-to-person interviews. But there are also coding assessments and game-based assessments and scheduling capabilities within HireView that are optional that customers may or may not use. So just to help you find a time when you can meet person to person to let you take a coding test, uh, et cetera.
0: Yeah, that was one of my questions um, about, uh, I know that you have gaming assessments and there are certain assessment tools um, that FireView that is also used for. And I was going to ask about coding or programming or, or you know, modeling. Um, can you talk about uh, how some of these assessments are used and what they are?
1: Sure. So there are, as you said, video interview assessments were an, an algorithm algorithmic assessment is, is sort of uh, processing the, the video data essentially after you, you've finished recording it. Nothing is watching you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's This is a common misconception that there's a robot in the background or something that you can't see. This doesn't happen. For the one out of five that also has an assessment attached, um, it will be studying your responses to those structured interview questions that were designed by the psychologists and by the customer. And it's about, I think it's something like 90% of it is really the language that you use. So that is that, you know, the algorithm would be attempting to see what are the competencies that are being displayed and expressed in these answers? And um, and how closely does that align with, you know, the requirements of the job? So, and, and video, and so... Pre-hire assessments have been used by companies in the same way since the military began doing these sort of assessment tests in World War I. So they're only an idea of how a job seeker would perform in that job. And then the scores are just used as I did when I hired someone from my team last year. They're just used as data points so uh, to, to help support my hiring decision. So I had someone who did the on-demand questions. I met with her on HireVue Live person to person. And then I looked at her writing sample. Uh, which was one of the the test questions for her. And then I looked at her score on one of the game-based assessments, which uh, studies various cognitive abilities. And I saw that she was in the top scoring group for general intelligence. That combined with the writing test, which I read and scored myself, and her on-demand pre-recorded interviews and the person-to-person, those all added up to a hiring decision. Nothing was decided by any algorithm. I made the decision, but I got some interesting scores that really helped.
0: And just to clarify, so an example of a gaming assessment, I I think I I actually saw on your website uh, on a a video there, someone playing some sort of a game as part of their higher view experience. So what are they doing there?
1: (laughs) So there are simple games and and I highly recommend that you read the instructions uh, because they are available there and take your time. You start when you're ready to start. Uh, But game-based assessments are most often measuring cognitive abilities. They're designed by neuroscientists and our IO psychology team. And they're basically just trying to give the hiring team or the hiring manager a good idea of each candidate's general cognitive ability. So one, you know, they could be a matching game for numerosity, that's the name of one of the games. There's uh, essentially the measuring fluid intelligence. They might be measuring your working memory. Can you remember a pattern of numbers that just came on screen? It's, it's kind of like some of the games they play at <laughs> baby showers, right? What were the five items to play, right? This is the same kind of thing. Got it. They're short. You may not encounter one, or you may encounter a single one or two or three, depending on the type of your client. And not all of our customers use these, but they're becoming more popular.
0: Well, that's extremely helpful, as is all the information that you've been sharing with us today. So as we're wrapping up, Cynthia, any recommendations for relaunchers? encountering higher view for the very first time. I mean, I'm guessing I'm, I can't wait for the practice interview feature um, anything else that they should be checking out that would be helpful.
1: I would, I would recommend you go to Glassdoor. Uh, dot com for the company that you're applying to. Sometimes there are sample questions there that people were asked Mm. beyond that. I would just do exactly the same. I would do, you know, I would do a little tech test, make sure people can see me. I'm, you know, when I'm in the right lighting and, and so on, make sure they can see me on my webcam, whether it's phone, iPad, you know, whatever, but beyond that, really just get good at storytelling because storytelling is the basis for Um, you know, essentially believably communicating what you can do, what you have done and what you have the potential to do. And it is also uh, essentially when you have an assessment uh, algorithm, also studying your video interview, again, one out of five, it's not common. But when Mm -hmm. you are going to be looking at your language and you express yourself and your capabilities the best in a story. So take Mm -hmm. notes, give yourself bullet points, practice telling stories.
0: Very good advice, and 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 that dovetails with advice that we give relaunchers to not give too much information, uh, but to really script it out about why they're the best person for the job and how they can add value to the company, and script it out to the point where they rehearse it over and over and over again, so they get really comfortable saying that language, and it also makes you more confident and less nervous.
1: Great advice
0: really helpful. Um, All right. So Cynthia, I want to wrap up by asking you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something we've already talked about today?
1: So I would say the best advice I have is to find out what you absolutely love doing, or the type of project that really gets your motor running, so to speak. Look for and volunteer for projects that represent that type of work. And if you can't find them in your current job, find ways to do them on a volunteer basis. Research, find out what other people and teams are doing along the same lines, and then incorporate that into your storytelling and your resume to help show your potential. Stay on top of developments in that world. Follow people who do that work well on social. Search the news and online journals. Make it part of your world and you'll be ready to create an opportunity to make it your job as well. Mm.
0: Excellent advice. How can our audience find out about HireVue?
1: So there is a, a part of our website that is specifically for candidates and it is can be found at hireview.com forward slash candidates. And there are video tips, frequently asked questions, some tech tips, and so on.
0: And can you spell that
1: please? Sure. So that's h-i-r-e-v-u-e dot com forward slash c-a-n-d-i-d-a-t-e-s.
0: Perfect. I wanted people to know that it's H-I-R-E-V-U-E, especially. And then for employers who are listening, uh, any particular place for them to be looking at on the HireVue website?
1: Yes, I would recommend going to HireVue.com. And then there is a tab at the very top called Customers. And there are videos and case studies there that really tell you how HireVue can can help. You find the best talent and sometimes in the places you didn't think you'd find them. So it helped you find, uh, cast your net wider and find the best talent.
0: Excellent. Thanks for joining us today, Cynthia.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And thanks for listening to 321 iRelaunch, the podcast where we discuss strategies, advice and success stories about returning to work after a career break. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the chair and co-founder of iRelaunch and your host.